0: Hey folks, welcome to an episode of The Tenders with Mac and Dan. I am Dan, he is Mac. Howdy. We are reviewing a movie that, according to Mac, was selected by the people I would like to dispute that. See, Mac put a poll on TikTok and one of the selections... <laughs> are you going to
1: say that I'm the one that did this? Okay, go ahead.
0: I mean, it's true.
1: I, I guess technically.
0: No, technically me. You did. Who I did it?
1: Uh, well, okay, I I gave two options, sure.
0: No, 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 yes, you're the one that put up the poll, is what I'm trying to say. You gave two options, one of them being Uncharted, which is what we're reviewing today. Now, when most people, I would think, think of Uncharted, they think of the video game series, right? And you just put Uncharted. Instead, no, 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 Mac was referring to the movie Uncharted, yeah, that came out the year of our Lord twenty twenty two, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, and that's what we're reviewing today, not the game series. No, 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 no. I, I, so I think I would just, I want to put this episode under protest because I think you have misled the people. What are your thoughts? Do you think
1: that they thought that that they were voting for video game? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that I think they were pretty. Well, because this is the thing, uh, it was going up against. Love is Blind. Right. And the... Uh, that's a television show, correct? Television show, correct. And the new season very recently came out. So I think that it was inferred that we're going to watch something that's coming out right now. It's coming out recently. And it's either going to be this uh, very, very popular TV show that's coming out with a new season. Or this movie that's coming out this month.
0: And so, like, sure? Sure? No. No, (laughs) no. Once again, I'm I'm wanting you to know uh that this is being recorded under protest. Got it,
1: got it, got it. I'll I'll file it in my... uh, Why are you doing it? Hold on. Uh, So
0: to paint... Paint this visual picture that I'm looking at for the audience. Mac is holding an espresso cup in his hand, but he has the saucer in another hand. But like he's like doing like twirlies with it, like like he's the leader of a parade. What's going on here?
1: Um, it's uh, yeah, no, it's just that uh, I I start talking with my hands, and then I can't help myself. I just kind of start you know doing my thing.
0: Okay, so this movie, like I said, came out in. 2022. We we can, we can both
1: agree that we would rather have watched. Or rather have played the video game, correct? Yes. Okay. okay.
0: We, we're going to get into that into detail. I, I just want to preface it Um. On. So this movie, starring, like I said, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, uh, is based off of the video game franchise for PlayStation, Uncharted, of the same title. Uh. And it is about Nathan Drake, this uh treasure hunter. That's really kind of it. And each game sort of has its own story, and there's not really much. It takes a page out of... Indiana Jones, a more modern take on that, but more or less, it's not reinventing any sort of wheel. And this video game series was uh, developed and published under Naughty Dog, and is one of their most popular and successful works. Period. Do you know any other games
1: uh, produced by Na- Naughty Dog? Uh,
0: The Last of Us, which uh-huh. we are currently doing a sleeper pick oh, for. That's what I'm uh, I believe. I w- they originally developed uh, Crash Bandicoot. as well Uh, and i want to say ratchet and clank but i'm not entirely certain so they're big into the
1: indie game market sly
0: cooper it's one of those uh they're big into the
1: indie indie game game. no those are just popular games those are just popular games okay well they make some good games Uh, yeah they just make good games sorry they, they make gamer games like, like <laughs> if I were just like to pick someone out on, on the street and Gamer. ask them about any of these games, I guess other than Uncharted, like The Last of Us or Crash Bandicoot, I I don't think that they would be like common knowledge Stop. games. Stop!
0: I would say they are common knowledge. Really, games. You think a lot so? a lot of people, at least from years huh. prior, know Crash Bandicoot. Okay, right, was very popular in the '90s, early 2000s. Okay, uh-huh. and then. The Uncharted, you know, just became a movie and was a very successful franchise. And The Last of Us was a very successful franchise as well, even though there are only two games. Right. Interesting. And, and and there's and they're making an HBO show now with The Last of Us.
1: They are?
0: Yes. And but oh. all of that to say, once again, trying to get to the plot sorry, sorry. of this episode. It is a movie that was directed by uh Ruben Fleischer. And, uh, and it was produced under, you know, PlayStation and Sony as well. And once again, it's about Nathan Drake being a treasure hunter, but this is more like a prologue and he meets Sully, who is his like father figure, uh, mentor played by Mark Wahlberg. And they're just trying to find a treasure and that's really it. And the biggest thing about it is that, is it based off of the video game franchise? Sure. Sure. Does it do anything different to really signify and differentiate itself from the video game series? No. Is that a good thing? It depends on how you look at it. Right. Right. So it does fill that Uncharted formula pretty well. Right. But the thing is, and I'll just go, you know, off the bat and say this on the front end that. It's just another action movie. Yeah. And so then it begs the question, okay, so what made the Uncharted franchise so successful? The thing is about video games that what can, what they can get away with more than movies is that when the story and video games are mediocre, they can be covered up by whatever gameplay oh. is surrounding it. Yeah, that makes right? sense. And like even the first Uncharted is nothing to write home about. It's a pretty average game. Yeah. Right? but it, was, it garnered enough attention that it was able to get itself very good sequels. Uh, and, but what you know, made those
1: sequels so good?
0: What made those sequels so good was the gameplay improved right. and the stories improved, right. right? And even though the stories, once again, are not the craziest things, I don't think the story was that good until 3 and then really until Uncharted 4. They can hide behind the gameplay of the games themselves. When you're a movie... And the story suffers. There's very little things being able to hide it, right? Sure. So some of the action can hide it as well. You know, you, we can sit here watch Aquaman and have a great freaking time, uh, even though the story in that movie is absolute garbage. <laughs> uh, but I've never seen Aquaman. Have I've seen, seen bits it? and pieces. Get out! And uh, it's it's uh, thrilling. It now is now. Get out! Absolute... That's a movie. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you for derailing.
1: it was a comment and so
0: this movie the action is fine right like the action is decent here and there but the story and the characters and the acting are so profoundly mediocre to bad it is difficult to more so actively enjoy the experience of this because the whole time you're thinking to yourself either a I can just play the games and have a better time that way. Or B I can just watch a different action movie and have a better time that way. It doesn't differentiate itself from either of those capacities, nor does it really warrant its own existence. So even though it's fine and it's serviceable at best, we have direct things to compare it to that. It's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Obviously the story was never, the story is not, interesting really at all uh and and they're the what is challenging tom holland's character of nathan drake are very little things uh halfway through the movie i'm not really sure anymore why he's doing what he's doing because he wants to right and so like That works in a video game because that's not the focus. But in a movie, him just wanting to go on a treasure hunt is not good enough reasoning. And doubly so when the entire movie, they keep talking about his brother Sam, his brother Sam, his brother Sam. When Sam does not motivate any of the action in that film. You cannot keep mentioning his brother over and over again like he's important, but then... Not have that device drive any right. sort of motivation or action for what these characters like do in the got long run. Like,
1: was a... Was a scene. Was a scene at the very beginning.
0: Yeah, it was a scene at the very beginning. And was, like, a small sort of bickering between Nate and Sully yeah. uh, at, like, the end of the second act. You know, I'm sorry. I was just... It's, it's a rant because I enjoy the Uncharted franchise. I think it's a fun series of games. I think they're worth playing. They're yeah. interesting stuff. Um, And so it's disappointing to see a movie and I was kind of expecting this too, but I wanted the expectations to be, you know, superseded. Right. It's disappointing to watch a movie based off of something you really enjoy. Just not meet the standard that the source material meets. Right. You know, in, in a way that it just it doesn't even have its own character. Is, is is a big thing for oh, me. Oh, sure, 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 sure. The, the movie, in my opinion. Right.
1: Now, I, I think this is where we have a, a very good chance to start talking about why did it not live up to the hype? Or not even the hype, the expectations. Why did it not live up to its big brother's... Uh, um, existence. You know, ex- sure, existence. Uh, as... One of the better uh, video game stories that we've experienced, like or like or, of or, our like, or
0: experiences up. rather, right? right, right? right. Like d- especially during the the PS3, the PlayStation Three days, and now we're in the PlayStation Five days. But during those days, Uncharted was like making the rounds. Yes, every anybody who played any sort of video game knew of Uncharted during that time. Right. It was
1: the thing to play. So, Daniel, why do you think? this video game uh, was so successful, and why do you think that the movie was so unsuccessful? What, what, what do you think happened um, in the making of this film that made it specifically, uh, so She like, was it just the fact that it was so commercial and so clearly a money grab? It was clearly
0: commercial. Now, I don't think Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are bad
1: actors. They're
0: pretty good actors,
1: right? <laughs> They yeah, think okay. they've proven themselves.
0: They have proven themselves. Sure. Like, Tom Holland is fantastic in the Spider-Man films, and we've seen Mark Wahlberg be a great actor in movies like The Fighter, for example. Yes, absolutely. You know? And so, but now we kind of get a sense already, funnily enough, of like what their thing is, right? What what their what their baseline sort of acting ability is. Any actor has a sort of baseline, right? And so I I would imagine to accuse the director in this film Ruben Fleischer of just not extracting and not pushing those actors far enough because even though Tom Holland is and his acting ability is nothing like the Nathan Drake we see from the games and that's fine and even though Mark Wahlberg is nothing like the Solid that we see from the games that's fine but it's they're so not clearly but It seems evident to me that they're relatively phoning in their acting performances and are not really challenged from an emotional, dramatic point of view. Nothing is really pushing those characters dramatically to the edge, and therefore very little is being asked from the actors in terms of the director. And I imagine the director, is what he's trying to focus on is making the action super big. Now, to answer a previous question, right, that what you had of what made the game so successful was... They were really taking a good stab of blending the sort of movie cinematic storytelling into video games. Many games have tried it prior, but this one has really refined that wheel, right? Uh Uncharted. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Has really made that wheel clean. Is that because of the cutscenes? It's not just because of the cutscenes, but it's because of the pacing, the characters, the locale, like it's the setting. It's it's everything in cohesion with with it together. And it's the trickling of information and the Mm -hmm. discoveries and still having a good sense of adventure. It's the blending of those two things, right? But then you have the uncharted movie where they can't, obviously they can't do that blending of game and movie and do that blending really well because they're just doing movie. And so then, because they're not set out to, you know, really smooth out and wax any sort of wheel, Then there is just another action movie now. But Mac, I know prior to recording this episode right here, you were mentioning uh, that this movie was not necessarily in like a development hell, but it was certainly turned over a lot by a lot of directors were originally signed on to the project and and all very different directors even some writers too. Seth Rogen was even slated to write this or asked at the very least to write this at one point yes right so so what can you give me behind a little bit of the the story of that
1: so apparently okay so there have been reports um, dating all the way back to 2008 of uh, this this uncharted project being in the works right right? Um, now The people that we know that have been uh, rumored to have touched the project at some point, whether they be um, people that were just asked and said yes and then never actually got to it, or people that actually put their hands on it, changed something about the project, and then were removed from the project. Um, People like David O. Russell, Neil Berger, uh, Joe Carnahan, Sean Levy, um, Dan Trochtenberg, and Travis Knight. Um, now it, it sounds to me a little bit like Bohemian Rhapsody and that because of such turnover no matter who touched what where or or, or what not in terms of the story in terms of story not people um, was not a key making you sure making that. sure
0: it's okay but't
1: have to because of that because there was definitely some uh, uh, some crossover from from some contamination from person to person.
0: I, I but I, I do I do have a question. Yeah. Now those directors were like signed on to start the project, but did any of them were any of them involved with production? Obviously the, like the studio is just trying to get anybody to do the project, right? Right. But, but were they involved in the production and then it was turned over in the middle of production like Bohemian Rhapsody or like Ant Man? So
1: example? um so there there was not another director that filmed with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, if that's okay. what you're asking. Yes. But uh these people all were very influential in the um in the storyboarding and in the actual writing. I process. see in the pre
0: in the pre production process. In, in all okay. pre-production. Okay.
1: And so I think because of that, uh, no matter how charming Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are, which we can tell that was the main tool in their bag, they were trying to use here. And even then, it didn't really work. Didn't it? Didn't really work. I, I, I agree, and we're going to get to that. Um, it, uh, it it really did end up being just uh, identityless. It it, yeah. it was it was lacking um a little oomph because it was very clearly um no longer a passion project i think like you were saying it's it's difficult for me as someone who did really like the uncharted video game series it's difficult for me to go into this and them technically be telling the story of uncharted yeah but also technically not well
0: which i'm i'm fine with them telling their own story do you have do you have qualms with that i think it's it's
1: more like um,
0: because if I want like if they were just telling a story from the games, then I would just go and go and play, play the games. The game.
1: Absolutely, I think that either tell a different story, or if you're going to change things, make it a specific choice. It felt like they were making choices out of convenience rather rather than you know uh, uh, for stories' sake. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I, I I yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you
1: there. Like it. It didn't feel like, you know, what would actually be a really interesting take on this? What if instead of like, you know, like the brooding action hero, we got kind of like a boyish charm, like kind of high comedy type like Tom Holland. It felt like. Who can we get that's really famous to play this part? And
0: who is young right now? Right. And so if if we spin this into a franchise for the next five to ten exactly. years, who can be who can relatively still in shape and young enough to continue doing what they're and doing? And who's
1: magically, very coincidentally, on another Sony contract? Let's go get him. Um, I think that, that that being very clearly part of it made it feel a little like... Choices out of convenience rather than choices for artist artistry sake. Sure,
0: sure, sure. And it, and it didn't pay off in the movie, anyways. Right? No. Like like I don't think anybody's gonna watch this movie walk out and be like, man, thank God it was Tom Holland. Right?
1: Oh, you know? I f- like, agree. I, w- yeah. When we
0: watch Spider Man, and I'm sorry that we keep comparing this to Spider Man, we're not gonna compare this to The Impossible, okay? We're gonna compare <laughs> this to <laughs> Did you just spit at The Impossible? No, I didn't.
1: I didn't spit. I was it's kind of movie. laughing. It was like a box Oh, Hugh McGregor's fucking stellar. Yeah. Um. But, and we and we're gonna come back to another Spider-Man uh, uh, uh comparison. By the way, go ahead.
0: But and so we keep comparing Tom Holland to Spider-Man because a lot of people, including us, I would safe to say, yeah. uh, know Tom Holland from, from Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and he does a really good job in that. I'd say so. Yeah. But then also at the same time, you watch this movie if you had watched the Spider-Man movies previously, and you're like, oh. Uh, uh, Peter Parker and uh, Nathan Drake are just very similar very
1: similar yeah and so what well, was so and I've seen Tom Holland do other things before yeah. like he, he is capable of not being Peter Parker it's just that it was very clear that he was hired for this project told to be charming and then just kind of like let go yeah, and, okay, so, and so
0: once again, it was that sort of mix between like what is the acting baseline? Okay, that seems to be Tom Holland's yep. acting baseline when he needs to be charismatic hero. Yep. And then the director was not asking for much. Nope. You know, because even – because like Spider – excuse me. Wow. Uh, uh, Tom Holland uh, in
1: the Spider-Man movie, You his name at this point? It's is, Spider-Man.
0: He is – great in those dramatic moments. Yeah. I am thoroughly impressed by his work in those movies. I saw this movie, Uncharted, and I was like, wow, those dramatic scenes stunk. Not because you know, not just because they were directed poorly. Uh and I'm sure like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as like actors were not really like listening to each other for XYZ reasons. It oh. doesn't at this point it doesn't really matter. Uh but it was it was just a shame to watch it was a shame to watch because yeah. it was like oh this is this is the baseline we are all phoning it in and shout out to the man who really really phoned it in antonio banderas
1: antonio there's a Broke reason that we haven't seen antonio on a major major stage in a while and it is because i don't think the guy necessarily uh it seemed like he wanted to be there all that much
0: well, if I had that script, I wouldn't really want to be there right. either.
1: And so I'm sure he got paid though.
0: Yeah, it was it was one of those like and Antonio Banderas, you know, it's one yep. of those like last name in the credits. Yeah,
1: he um, he he's the face in the corner of the poster. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. And so you think throughout watching the movie that he is the antagonist, and he is pretty boring and not very interesting, and is sort of like ooh, dark and, and a, uh, just a tinge, edgy, but he's like, you know, he wants this. Yep. You know, this is this is his magnum opus. He's going to do what it takes to get this. <laughs> if it takes, you know, killing my father in cold blood and somehow getting away with it, even though there are too lo- too many logistical shit to worry about, whatever. In That's broad what daylight, in. by the way. In broad daylight, in a very clean car very in the Very public, inside. public space with yeah. no tinted windows. Exactly. And you were just seen with him as well uh g- goodness gracious but and then then sort of you know probably yeah two-thirds of the way through the movie then the real antagonist kills antonio banderas dun, dun, and the, but but the moment but it was the moment that antonio banderas's character moncada that that was his name i'm just gonna do it with an english uh dialect moncada uh the moment that he was a because uh, it Thank just it takes, no, long, it takes too get long takes too long
1: for my mouth uh, weird way to phrase that phrasing. C- c- could you give it to us just for, just for shits and gigs? Moncada. Ooh, that's sexy. Go ahead. Sorry. Anyways,
0: but the moment that he's about to get interesting and going to the fact that like, uh, it's because of, it's, there's, there are some reasons I don't really feel like explaining, but he feels that his family is owed this treasure after many, many years from Magellan. Yes. That Magellan and
1: super he, ironic that his motive is his family and he kills his grandfather to do some uh, his, his father. Sorry, you're so right. Big mistake. Wow. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Um,
0: but, but, and so the moment he's, he like gets, it, it's about to become interesting when he's like, this is, when he's basically laying out the character motivation for you, the actual antagonist slices his throat. So it's like, okay, the moment this character is about to get interesting, instead you have him supplanted by a significantly less interesting interesting character that was Braddock and not only was Braddock so freaking boring as a character but the worst performance in this film the
1: worst performance of the film you're completely correct and it was partially the uh I mean the stale like just generic action movements but I would say even more than that is the absolutely static and immovable like uh, like, default, like, sexy female lead voice that was so d- distracting. I was well, like, okay. God, do we really got to do this? The issue, the issue... Be a ...was that
0: that was the issue. There was no character. Right. And so I imagine Taddy Gabriel, Gabrielle, uh, who played Braddock, did she do a good job? No. But obviously, like, she stuck to what... She figured what the character was. Right. But... There's such, once again, there's such a lack of direction. Mind you, once again, do I think she was good? No. Do I think anybody helped her? Hell no. No way. You know, there was... She was left out there to dry. Right. Okay? Like, she was... Once again, she was not good but nobody helped her which made it significantly worse and so then when she kills the who you thought was the antagonist and then essentially replaces him you're like why is why is she why is she doing this because she has less interesting qualities than the character she replaced
1: yes yes and
0: so I'm just bored out of my mind whenever she's on screen
1: why in the hell are we replacing her Uh, uh, Sorry, replacing Antonio Banderas with her Whenever you just spent so much time in the movie Giving me Antonio Banderas backstory Why were you not building her? And Why it, was I exactly. not finding out more about who the hell she is? Because I still barely know who the fuck she is.
0: Because I'm not going to 100% disagree with the idea of, like, who you thought was the antagonist. No, wait, no, there's another antagonist. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree yeah. conceptually with the pure idea right. by itself. But if you're not going to properly build to that moment, then it is the worst thing that you can do, exacerbated by the fact that, Two seconds after she kills uh Moncada, Chloe Frazier, who's played by Sophia Ali, gold medal, by the way. Yeah, that's right. I said it.
1: Wow, what a drop! What uh, a drop!
0: In this scene, it's probably the I funniest. I do like her a lot in this movie. It's, she's great. She's she's once again not helped. No, no. direction given to her, no. but it was like I like your instincts. But
1: on a scene by scene basis, knew what she was doing.
0: I like I like your instincts. I like what you're doing in this. Scene. Helped Tom a lot. We'll get yes. we'll get to her. Um. But it's it's probably the one of the funniest shots in this movie, and not purposefully, is that uh Braddock is standing over the dead body of Makata. You see to the right of the screen, there's Chloe Fraser, uh, played by Sophia Ali, and she just sort of slinks away like a ghost, <laughs> and she just wisps away. She just takes two <laughs> steps back and she's gone from the screen. And then not even five seconds later, Braddock is like, Where's Chloe? And It's like
1: she was just right here. You watch her. You're really slick. not going to
0: keep her under wraps right yeah, now. Right, right. And then there's also like
1: five other guys in the room,
0: and they all lose her just like that.
1: Easy as that, man. Now, it's so stupid. Now, okay, if you are an actor in this movie, yeah, what do you do? Let's say that. Let's say that you are, uh, you know, let's let's say that you get Antonio Banderas' part. Okay, uh, what? what do you do
0: the thing is so like this is also i guess what i'm trying to learn as well partially as an actor is just when you get a good script it's so easy sometimes it just lifts itself off of the page right right um i, I there are, there are multiple plays i can account i will not bore the audience with that but, so, but, there are scripts like that. we've all read them, okay, yeah, now, occasionally we will come across and do a project with a script that is boring as all hell, okay, yeah, and that is devoid of life. Then we gotta figure out a way to implement character into the character that we have. I guess that would be the big thing, right, but the thing is, hindsight is twenty twenty. As well, that that that's the biggest thing that's like difficult for me to say. And so part of it is, well, I want to trust my instincts as an actor, but if you have no character to go off of, are your instincts actually just worth holding on to? You know, especially when everybody else around you is phoning in their
1: performances. Right, right. I think it's also difficult um, whenever you know you you do all your table work and you do all of your all of your you know pre-production stuff as an actor and if you have a script that's not going to actually spell it out for you then you kind of do just have to make it up for yeah. yourself yeah um
0: and supply your own motivation
1: right so yes yeah, supply all, all of your own everything um and just start finding shit so you're basically just making it like writing your own character but without writing anything new just using you know neutral scene shit to to, to, to figure yourself out um i would like to talk about the release of this movie uh as well as the producer side of it uh whenever we come back afterwards from our sponsor All right, so we left off at the very end of our last segment talking about uh, the production, right? The production of this film. Now, I'm thinking that uh, this film, I think, um, has one glaring issue. Yeah? In my mind, that issue is why the heck did it not come out in the summertime? This is a summer film. This is a summer blockbuster, This is a summer action movie. I'm confused. Why was this not released in the summertime whenever all the other uh, ones of this genre are released? Now, this is what I've come to the... Uh, uh, this is the conclusion I've come to, is that I think why this movie came out at the time that it did is because it is purely a project that is dependent on what, Danny? What is this project dependent on? In terms of like the, its success, the amount of tickets that it sells... Who who is who is the one person that is going to bring tickets to this movie? I mean, Mark Wahlberg kind of, but like, it's Tom Holland. It's Tom f- Holland. What, okay, it's, that's right. what you're saying. Okay. If it's Tom Holland, question. what is the best time to capitalize on Tom Holland's uh, monetary value? I suppose the summer maybe the summer. I'm thinking directly after No Way Home. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, okay. Because, yeah. because if they had waited till the summer... Spider-Man No Way Home. To Spider-Man to No Way Home, yes. Yeah. Now, if if they had waited till the summer, sure, they probably still would have gotten a little bit of success in the movie. They would have been competing against movies that were very clear. I think they're aware enough to know that that, that there are plenty of movies that are coming out that are clearly better than this. Um, no matter what action movies coming out the summer, it will probably be better than this. Um, but... I think a lot of it has to do with they're just riding on the success on, on the back of Tom Holland's um, absolute, like, it just explosive uh, Spider-Man, S- Spider-Man, f- my life, Spider-Man No Way Home, I, I think.
0: Do you, oh, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Are you saying that monetarily this movie was unsuccessful?
1: No, no. I'm saying.
0: Because this movie has made almost double its budget. No, I I believe that. Worldwide growth. No,
1: I'm saying that I think that it has done that well because they released it in one such a strange time of the year where not a whole lot of movies are coming out right now. Um, Batman just came out,
0: but like, I mean, this movie's been out for a couple of weeks, all the same.
1: Right. As well as right after Spider Man No Way Home, which was, I mean, a worldwide. Absolutely crushed in the box office. Yeah. Everybody wants more Tom Holland right now. Yeah. How much Tom Holland do you get popping up on your For You page or like on your YouTube recommended or like random shit?
0: No, I mean, not that many, but it's mostly Spider Man related stuff. Sure. Not necessarily Tom Holland specific. Right, but like um, you've but,
1: seen his face pop yeah. up in your recommended page. Yeah, here and there, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that that is probably going to fade in a couple months. And I think they're, sure. they are writing on that way. They're
0: capitalizing on the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of the success that Spider-Man has yeah. brought for the actor that is Tom Holland.
1: Sure, right. sure, sure, sure. Um,
0: yeah, no, this movie is super-duper successful financially.
1: Uh, <laughs> like, pretty smart producer moves. I, th- I think yeah. what I'm trying to say is that they're they're very aware of what this movie is what it's, and what it's supposed to be, which is a cash grab. It's cash cow.
0: And and with the sort of like post credit scene as well, it's trying to set itself up for a franchise or at the very least another right. movie. It's right. setting itself up for more possibilities in the future, right? This is in terms of like how the story is set up and the cliffhangers that are left, this is not a one-and-done deal. There right. are still, you know, threads, loose threads to be tied.
1: Right. Now, do you think... uh do you think because a lot of our issues that we've had so far are coming from people that had high expectations because we enjoyed the video game so much? For the people that do not know the video game, do you think that it would be that bad of a movie still? I like would a think. Movie?
0: I think it at that point it would just be like a textbook B action movie, right? Uh-huh. We've we've hardly talked about the action. I think
1: we haven't. I think
0: uh most of the action in the film is all right. Yeah. Uh I'm not I'm not going to count uh you know the the cargo plane, the 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 back hatch being open because that is a page ripped from the third game, yeah. okay? So I'm just going to consider that null and void in terms of the creativity department. Now, sure. however, the final act of the film has like two different helicopters carrying two different uh, ships Ships. from centuries ago and a lot of creativity was there with with guys like swinging across the ships with with the helicopters and the ships you know avoiding each other with them colliding with each other at one point with one lifting above and and below and then um there was an anchor that was you know put down and then it was a nice slant that we got of of the the setting per se of Yes, yeah, exactly. Beautiful. We love diagonals we love here Diagnals. in theater. We love diagonals. Um that was some really solid action. Yeah. But everything else that surrounds it is like, oh, okay, it's serviceable. You know, right. like that's that's what this movie is right it's serviceable it's fine like it can just get away with some of this stuff it can just get away with um tom holland and mark Wahlberg, even though when they are in scenes together and it's dry as dirt they're charismatic enough on their own right it's like uh you know it's it's okay it's fine that even though like the the antagonists are really uninteresting like the the action is like solid enough and 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 pretty tense at points too like I'm able to give it that, sure. And and that's what it is at best. But at the same time, i I'd be just I'd just be like, watch a different action movie.
1: Right. Watch right. a different
0: action movie that either does itself dramatically, something more interesting, or the action is more interesting. Right. This is super middle of the road, not really sure what it wants to be, and so it just kind of sinks itself into the middle of the water, is what I think uh-huh. it's fine at best.
1: Now, I'm uh, interested in um, the uh... – oh, crap. I blanked. I'm okay, so sorry. Okay, very good. I'm so sorry. I blanked. Like, uh, I was, one I was gripe that I, I had
0: I... was that it was a consistent usage of these two golden crosses that were keys for a couple of puzzles. We love puzzles. We always love puzzles. Oh, my puzzles. God. That's
1: literally what I was about to say. I'm sorry. You took the word so right away. So there the were office.
0: two things that really bothered me about just like structurally how they set up that you know segment of the film um when they were using those keys for puzzles it was the fact that those two keys were used for i want to say maybe 5 different puzzles in a row yep. it was just a matter of putting the dang thing into a yep, hole yep every time it was 5 different things in a row why not like, like that was the, the test? key
1: takes you to another key and that key is the them, or, or just like the like key that. is
0: only good for one thing, and then right. just and have, then you the have the have test a be different its own puzzle for the next. Right. Exactly. I, As yeah. opposed to always being related to the same key. Why it, do that? Then it was an also another thing. The movie makes a big freaking deal about the way to turn the key. And yeah. so um, when they first try the key and they turn it clockwise, uh, this contraption shoots a bunch of arrows out and almost kills Mark Wahlberg Sully, right? And so they make a big deal about that. So then they turn it counterclockwise and it worked. So when you use the key for the last time, and then you turn it clockwise, you're clearly not paying attention in terms of storytellers. You're not paying attention to what you just did five minutes ago. And so it's that sort of like narrative inconsistency that's littered all over throughout the movie. And it's like, what it says to me is that you don't care enough to keep your ducks in a row this was not a big enough priority to keep your story consistent not only from a mcguffin point of view but then that trickles into eh, you know eh, this character eh. it's it's a lot of you know shrugging of the shoulders right. that it can trickle into other things that like that is where it can start yes. and if you make a big deal about something that a MacGuffin does, then you gotta stay consistent with that, or else you're being inconsistent to your own f***ing text.
1: Right. Now, 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 it's not for me. It's not even necessarily just that the the uh, puzzles are kind of shitty. It's more that I think we need more puzzles. Um, I think that uh, one of the things that's so appealing about the game is that. Um th- like you're talking about the gameplay right and like there's a the story but the story is is aided by the uh the action which you are like trying yeah. to perform these crazy tasks but also the puzzles like there's a lot to figure out in the game. Um uh, I mean not like at like Outer wild level but sure. but still a-, a lot of puzzles, right? I wish that they had a couple more puzzles in the movie and I would have been okay with the movie adding another 10 or 20 minutes. I, I would have been okay with a longer movie if you would have allowed me as the audience member a little bit more time to uh, go on the journey with Nathan Drake. It felt like I was watching Nathan Drake solve puzzles yeah. rather than being able to solve it with him. Does that make sense? You are so right. Like, you so, so many times where they're right. like, here's a puzzle. Here's a solution. And I'm like, well, 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 oh, I wanted to solve that puzzle. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, that was really frustrating. Yeah, how much more enjoyable would it be right. if you solved that puzzle at the,
0: at the same, same time place. as the protagonist? Right. That is super fulfilling as an audience member yeah. and a beautiful, wonderful moment that you could experience. And
1: also, would have been really good in terms of... It's our favorite mo-
0: moments in films. Absolutely. When that
1: whenever that Whenever we find out something and then we see them find out at the same time you feel connected to them like in terms of like you you know like audience to character but also that it is such a such an immaculate um uh a, a pacing moment for the story and you're and you're just in it yeah i'm going to do it just a major
0: callback moment for the oh, both of us right this is a spoiler for the movie when marnie was there very specific <laughs> but you know the moment when you oh. realize Oh, the woman that's being discussed, and the wo- and the girl that Mar uh that uh Anna was seeing was her grandmother. Yeah, like you know that moment. There yeah. were there was no sort of realization moments in this movie yeah. when it's when it's from a game series that has puzzles and the and point of puzzles is the realization. Yes. moments.
1: Yes. Exactly. Um. And and also uh. Puzzles that relate to the story somehow, please. Yeah, well, Um, and
0: just like use the puzzles as narrative opportunities. You know, like we're we're even though we enjoyed the puzzles from the games, right? And of course, like we want more puzzles, duh, whatever. Not just because the games had them, but because the games did them well, and we want to see the movie do them well.
1: So, so like for for instance, there's um. It kills me that the puzzles in this movie, but also a little bit, I guess, in, in the franchise, but especially in this movie, are puzzles that don't really have much to do with the story. So, like, for instance, um, this is just an example, like, not necessarily from the movie, but this is just something that I'm making up, right? If I have, you know, um, if I have a puzzle in a, uh, in a story where I'm having you go on a journey to find... Um you know the uh like this magical piece of music that's like written for mm. a piano or something right who F- knows um then if i if one of the puzzle pieces that I give you right is a crossword puzzle, it wouldn't really make any f-ing sense for me to give you the New York Times crossword puzzle from May 11th, 1998, just picking some random crossword puzzle. No, I would pick a crossword puzzle where you were finding words that has something to do with the actual movement of the story or the next thing you have to do. The fact that uh, this movie... Whenever you come to the like, uh, as you're going on that mi- the primary puzzle in the story, which is you know the 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 key thing that you're talking about, like that that's the biggest puzzle that they solve that I wish they would have yeah uh, done f- more. And
0: of. And the first act of the film is devoted to getting this
1: key, right? And and then and then they finally are in this like kind of uh, catacomb looking like underground type layer situation. Cavern, yeah, sure. And and they have you know the, the they start using the key in a bunch of different ways and it takes in different places. Now, um. In that part, I really, really wish that we would have gotten hints along the way that led us to the next place. Um, Right? Because it it should feel like one big puzzle rather than a bunch of like random. Uh, you know, disjointed, not really I see. I see what helping you're saying. Each other yeah, like puzzles. a big
0: sort of like thematic like puzzle element that's being all being tied together. Right. There's actually, for example, in the second game, yeah. there is a great puzzle where yes. there's a giant room and in, like it's a statue in the center of the room. Right. And like you can move the statue and the statue, you know, brings you to different parts of the room to solve different puzzles. But like the sort of like being the heart of, of that whole section was the statue itself. And there was no heart, you know, to these sort of right. like strings of puzzles. Right. They were all very like, for the most part, like devoid of the next one right. for the most part. Yes,
1: absolutely. And, and that was, uh, that was, super, or at least like stay on theme or on brand or something. Like talk to like an escape room artist or some shit. Like it, it's really basic shit. Like um, uh, the Goonies. You've seen the Goonies? Uh, uh, you've never seen the Goonies. I'm That's sorry. okay, buddy. That's okay. Don't <laughs> worry about it. But like at one point in the movie, like they are like you know they hit a dead end, but they find like these uh, this like kind of almost piano looking thing, and there's like this really old crumpled up sheet music that they have to play. And if they play the wrong notes, then the floor falls out from under them. But if they get it right, then they get to like then there's a uh, they like move a, on. They move on, right? So there's this yeah, there's a uh, gate that opens up, but. Of course, they're not going to play some random music. They're going to play like a pirate theme because they're on a pirate adventure. And I really wish there was there was a little bit more attention to those puzzles um, here in this movie. Now, the the, the big one that we have uh, that we have yet to touch on that I uh, that I think it's really time to delve into uh, uh, this specific person is Chloe Fraser. Not necessarily Sophia in the movie, but but Chloe Fraser as the actor. Because I think.
0: You mean as a character?
1: So say sorry, Chloe so sorry, Fraser as the all actor. The way around. Yes, I got you. Chloe, Chloe Fraser as the but character. But Sophia only as the actor. Got it. Now, um, I. What, personally, what, what makes her so uh, compelling in this movie and what makes her so easy to watch is the fact that. Well, I mean, she's listening, obviously. She has, you know, she, she, she understands what she wants at all times. But also, she really understands um, the, like, moment to moment, what's supposed to be happening in the story. It's almost like what's interesting is that Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are both decent actors, you know, and, and uh, they do an okay job, but they need a director. And I think what's so cool about Sophia Ali is that she kind of directs herself in a way. Mm -hmm. like she's aware of the arc of chloe fraser and she is aware of how the last scene affected me and how uh, like where i need to get to by the end of this scene Mm -hmm. that an actor shouldn't necessarily have to worry about but if you're not really being directed in a movie you probably should have she probably should be able to think about it you know what i mean yeah
0: she i mean she just does a really solid job particularly in the listening department when it comes to like those like more dialogue heavy scenes right
1: now um it's now that's a skill that i'm back and forth on whether or not i want my actors to have that skill because for instance um we have a friend that is on a moment-to-moment basis one of my favorite actors uh his name is thomas i think he's really really talented truly and in terms of like on a on a moment to moment basis, his ability to listen and respond and his his actual scene work is really really solid.
0: Are you about to put Thomas on blast? And I used his little name bit. too. Yeah, I did. Oh, I guess I was about to just not. said it was a fake name. It's a fake name. There, I said it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he knows this. That there are some times where Thomas needs to be reminded of the story as a whole, which whenever i whenever i'm with thomas or if i'm seeing him being directed or if, or if i'm directing him i don't think he necessarily should have to worry about that 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 he should have a director that helps him with that or he should have directed cuz that's a director's job at the same time it did seem to be pretty Pretty useful for Sophia ali in this yeah. instance
0: well there's got to be a dialogue between the actor and the director and it's it's not like a one-way street for those roles there's a lot of collaboration and working with one another to get to where the both of those individuals want to get right this director was not helping yeah and so then it was up to the actors to just get to where they need to get to for the most part 90% of them did not succeed. Correct. I would say Sophia Lee could she have done a better job in this movie? Yeah, she also could have. Yeah. At the same time, she was on the right track and was being more self-sufficient than most other people on screen, and yeah. that's just a fact of the matter.
1: Yeah, it, it, that 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 is the truth. Now, I'm also it, it kind of makes me think about all the actors that I've seen uh, over the past couple of years, that they, at first glance, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, they're just playing their cast type, and that really bothers me. Like, why can't they really sink their teeth into this and, like, really, you know, g- give us something specially unique, you know, like, dig a little deeper? Why why do we have to uh, hire Mark Wahlberg, or, or, sorry, or Tom Holland, to play this like Tom Holland trope like charming charismatic. Or Mark Wahlberg or Mark to play Wahlberg. the Mark Wahlberg trope. And sometimes yeah.
0: it works. Instant family, it works.
1: Right, but but <laughs> the, but that's the thing, is like in those instances where it works, it's not because he's gotten so good at playing the trope, it's because the trope is based off that. Yeah. Like that's he was really good in that, and so they, so directors and producers saw that and were like, man, that was really good. Could you do that again in this other context and where it doesn't really make sense, but the audience is going to yeah. accept and, it? And
0: even devoid of the fact of, like, once again, Tom Holland is not really Nate from the games, and once right. again, Mark Wahlberg is not really solely right. from the games. Like, that's fine, but it still doesn't work for what they right. were doing in this film anyways. And it, you know it's
1: sad because I at first glance I judge these people and I'm like, man, I really wish that they, you know, I really wish that they would like put some time and effort into it blah 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 blah. At the same time, there is a part of me that's like it's not their fault. Yeah. Like that's that's kinda how it works. Yeah. Once They're, again like,
0: we've seen great performances by them. It sure, ch- it happens but
1: so many of these movies are like that in, in terms of they hire you to do a very specific thing. It's it's almost like yeah. playing a piece of music. You know, it's like, obviously, I'd be, I would be I would like to be playing Mozart and Bach every night. But if you want me to play, you know, the wedding march because I'm playing at a wedding, then I guess I'll crank it out because I have to do it every night to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. They, I mean, they, listen, they went and they did their they job. They got their check. Good for them. Yeah. I don't even mean that as a disparagement.
1: Yeah. Good for them. Yeah.
0: I hope if they're doing another Uncharted movie, and there's a part of me that I hope they do. I hope it is a different director with a better vision. I hope the script is much better as well. Yep. And I hope that they can find a way to make those interpretations of those characters work for that setting, Uh for that series, right? Because they nailed it for the video game series. Clearly, they're doing something different here. All right. Lean into it and make that work.
1: Right. Now, if you were going to, uh, if you were going to cast this movie, would you have gone a similar route as they did, which is, you know, uh, lean away from the original characters of, of the franchise, like make it something a little more palatable, more more easy for like family to like, family viewing or whatever, Or would you have stayed true? And whatever your choice may be, are there any actors that come to mind in terms of casting that you would have gone for?
0: Uh so the, th- the tricky thing about Tom Holland is that even though he's great in his own Tom Hollandy way. Uh like Tom Holland when they were filming this was 23, 24 and if he looks like that, that's what you're going to get yeah. for the next 5 to 10 years, give or take. Like if he's not going to grow facial hair now, then he freaking won't. Right. And the thing is like even though he's jacked as all hell and I'm jealous, I'm not gonna lie. And it's, mean, it's 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 a hunk of a body, all right. True. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna.
1: Whew. He's working,
0: but the thing is, he still looks like a child. He <laughs> <does>. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I, oh no, I just coughed into the microphone. That's a ah, that's a fine. That's a fine. That's a penalty right there.
1: But he looks like a Jack 19 year old. Yeah, that's the not thing. Not a Jack 24 year old. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so. And so he's drinking alcohol in this movie, and I'm like, he shouldn't be allowed to do that.
1: I thought the same thing.
0: Tom Holland is older than me, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, he shouldn't be allowed to drink alcohol. Yeah. That, that that's the experience that I'm having. So like, once again, he's great in his own way, but in just purely in terms of a look, and I'm like, okay, that's what they're going for. I disagree. But, whatever. And once again, with the Mark Wahlberg thing, just give that man a director. Like, I want to believe that Mark Wahlberg can, like, turn out his own version of Sully. Do I necessarily like it? No, because Sully was my favorite character in the original game series. And and nothing's going to change that. That's fine. Like, that's an impossible task. But, like, can you help him out? Like, that's the big thing. Like, so, is it really the casting that's at fault? The casting doesn't help. But... The casting is not what is preventing this from being a good movie, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not going to say make Daniel Day-Lewis only. Like, that's not that's not going to solve much. Right. That'll solve a few things, but yeah. that's just putting a Band-Aid over a gaping wound. Nice. Um, one thing also I really wanted to bring up really fast was the lack of music from the video game series. Now, oh, interesting. Typically, not really a big deal, except for the fact that the music in this movie is really, really boring. Yeah, and the music from
1: the game, the
0: game series, uh, composed by Greg Edmondson, is really good. And they were so shy from using the music from the original series, and it was first of all disappointing, and secondly, when they finally used a singular track. From the game series, which is the main theme, which is Nate's theme, when finally, in the least climactic moment ever, is when Tom Holland finishes, you know, the, the Nathan Drake look and finally puts the gun holster on the on his back. You just hear very faintly in the background Nate's theme. Th- that's how they do it. Yeah. And it's a really good theme. I would challenge you if you haven't listened to it or if you forgot how it sounds, just pause this podcast and listen to that theme. And listen to some of the other music from the games. I'm. It's not the best thing in the world, but it's certainly better than what the movie delivered. And so it does make me question why was Greg Edmondson not part of this project? Because tonally speaking, like the games are cinematic and feel. Yeah. I would be hard pressed to think that Greg Edmondson couldn't, you know, compose for the film. So why didn't he is the big thing. So it yeah. was, it was lacking that department as well as just like really obvious, stupid product placement, like the, yeah. the Papa John's and the Mercedes Benz. I don't think there's oh, the much else to say, but charts. it's like, can you at least be not as obvious about this yeah. cash grab please? And focus on the movie.
1: I'm also very interested in, uh they made a very specific choice of not having Nathan Drake and Chloe Fraser kiss or like, Whenever they did, uh, like, have intimate moments, like, they, they weren't really all that physical. And, uh, oh, here we go. This is Two a two-minute minute warning. warning. They weren't really all that physical, and I think it has something to do with the fact that Tom Holland and Zendaya are, like, maybe the most famous couple on the planet right now.
0: I, I don't – I. I, if I am a filmmaker, I couldn't give less of a crap
1: about no, I, that. No, I agree, but if I'm a producer, I do give a crap about that.
0: Oh God! I mean, so
1: sad, but true. I I actually think that has something to do with
0: it. Uh, maybe, maybe as a producer, like you're trying to like make so make it so like you don't make Nate look bad, so you give yourself the potential of introducing Elena as a character later on, and have that be the romantic interest, and not force Nate to be a little bit scummy and have to choose. Uh, sure, sure. Between... But
1: it, it it I I think that that was a specific choice them trying is that to do you want to give
0: the reckless speculation Reckless
1: speculation all the way on that one i really actually i'm very confident in because of tom holland and zendaya's standing right now in public in the public eye i think that has something to do with how, the physical intimacy of this movie danny uh what are your final thoughts
0: it's a mediocre movie it's fine the action is fine but i would honestly just fast forward to the end that's what i would say uh-huh. fast forward to the end It's not really worth watching just play the games just play the games Like, it doesn't offer itself enough interesting things. It's Boring. It's mostly boring. The action's okay. And everybody phones it in. I hope they do a second one so they can make the second one better and get the taste out of my mouth. Because there is potential there. And maybe they, they will dip themselves into the supernatural elements from the games. And I'm fine that they didn't do it in this film. But hopefully they do something right next time.
1: If I was going to sum it up in one sound, it would be, oh. So, Danny, what are we watching next week?
0: We are watching the live-action adaption, and we're closing out this saga of media. Cowboy Bebop, the one that came out on Netflix, I believe, in 2021, starring John Cho. Oh, God. Let's jam.